0: Now, usually I don't do this, but uh. Go ahead and break them off with a little previews of the remix. Now, I'm not trying to be rude, but hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you. The way you do the things you do reminds me of my Lexus Cool. That's why I'm all up in your grill. Trying to get you to a hotel. You must be a football
1: coach. The way you got me playing the field. So, baby, give me that. Let me get you heat beat be, be. Running her hands through my fro Bouncing on 24's mm-hmm. While they say mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. the remix to ignition. ignition Hot and fresh out the kitchen
0: Mama ruling that body Got every man in here wishing <laughs> You're listening roll. to 2, 5, like and 10 walk. Your source for bullshit-free NHL news, analysis, and insights nice. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Naughton and Ben Stewart I mean, there's no other way to say this, Benny. Daddy's home. This is my division. What up, baby?
1: Atlantic division. It's the last of the summer reviews, random thoughts. And then, uh, you know, preseason wraps up. Is tonight the last preseason game for the Bruins as well?
0: Last one for us tonight. Big one. Um, we're going to see what's finally going to happen and they make their decision. Uh, Lowry's been playing very well. I think he's making it tough on them to see if they want to send him to Providence or keep him up. And then the other thing is Matthew. I can't even, it's French point, 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 point week. He was a second round pick last year. And the kid is so young that his options right now are either play in the NHL or go back to junior. There's no AHL eligible for him, but he is playing crazy. And this is the craziest thing. I know we're supposed to go team, but whatever we go through, but, this kid currently could be in the driver's seat to be our second line center, which means Pavel Zaka would be our one C. And guess what? We have five and a quarter million dollars playing third line center in Charlie Coyle. Welcome. Well, that's what was.
1: That was last year too. To <laughs> yeah,
0: the Bruins podcast. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, to be honest, they can just give him that nine game cameo and see if he's a, if he's legit or it's just a preseason. You know, no, he he's
0: been playing very well. Cause I mean, they even had him with other people throughout some of the preseason games, and he was still producing. So it wasn't just like, hey, you were playing with Marshan. You know, you got he he's making you look good. No, the, this kid was doing very well. Is he playing tonight? He's playing tonight. Yep.
1: All right, so you'll see the test because Igor is in that. So.
0: All right. Well, I mean, I hate to say <laughs> it, kid already looks better than Kako and Lafreniere. might as well just pencil him in for Calder now. Dude, I don't. Oh, First one all... other thing. I got a phone call today, um, and someone was defending you. Uh, last week's episode, we yeah. discussed uh, mascots, and as to your baffledness by mascots, the only NHL team that does not have a mascot, the New York Rangers. Everybody else does. So, in your defense, Toronto? they were saying, "Yeah, that the, we." I checked. And they called and defend. They go, you know, you can't really blame Benny on this one. He he doesn't know. He's never had a mascot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's another New York tradition of pro sports teams being so buttoned up that you literally can't have fun because we're setting a standard. Like the Yankees with the hair policy and no third jerseys. The Rangers who have no mascot, no ice girls, nothing like that. It's just literally, you go to the game guys play and then you go home
0: <laughs> yeah I, I was just laughing when i got the phone call i am like that's <laughs> awesome
1: so speaking of kako first of all i i am a member of the church of the house of kako so you better watch your mouth but <laughs> spe- speaking of lafreniere dude i mean we'll get into it when we do our season preview episode next week all four divisions playoff picks all that stuff But Lafreniere had an on-again, off-again relationship really with Gerard Gabon where Lafreniere consistently said that he is comfortable playing the right side and to help the team out and also so he can get more ice time because he was stuck in the third line behind Kreider and Panarin. New coaching staff comes in. Everybody knows the biggest area that he needed to work on was skating. And from... Everything that's been said, he worked with a skating coach this summer. He was dedicated to getting in shape. All this other stuff comes to can't clean slate. Labiulette, we're going to put him full time right wing top six. See if he earns the spot. Complete fucking no show. Like, not again. Not even not even saying that he doesn't care because you can't question someone's commitment. Really, like I'm not saying oh. The guy doesn't give a shit. He obviously cares, but he's just – it's not even about the right side. Like, he has zero NHL-level hockey sense.
0: Get rid of him. Get rid of him while you get something for him.
1: Yeah. So, it's like, of course, you have teams like Edmonton and Pittsburgh and Toronto that get first overall – some of them back-to-back years or back-to-back-to-back years, and they get McDavid and Dreisaitl and Matthews and Jack Hughes. We get it. One of the biggest busts in NHL history. Like, of course. So, not looking good for Lafreniere. I don't know if it's a head thing. He just doesn't have confidence, but not looking good in preseason so far. Hopefully, he proves me wrong when the games start counting, but not looking good. But anyway, that's Metro. That's for next week.
0: That's next week.
1: So we'll get into the Atlantic Division. This is our final review. Um, We'll talk about the cap potential increase for next year for a little bit. But same kind of premises the last couple episodes. Which team do you think can make a realistic jump from where they finished last year? Which team do you think might be set up to fall back down a little bit? Any other storylines
0: that interest you? Uh, so I'll go with the team that I don't know what to expect. They've gotten a lot older and not much has changed. Tampa Bay, uh, with Vasilevsky just getting the back surgery, now going to be out between eight to 12 weeks to start the season. They could be in a world of hurt coming out of there. And I honestly don't know how I feel. I mean, granted, they're a prove me wrong team in the sense of, all the same faces are still there that I still think the production will be there, but without that all-star goalie in the back there, I mean, is he going to be able outside of Hedman, Sergachev, and, um, oh my God, who's the other D guy there Cernak. behind? Yeah. Behind Cernak. They're a little suspect. I mean, Bogosian's been there, but Bogo's not getting any younger. They DeHaan brought in Hayden
1: on a <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, they they have Hayden Flurry, but that was a, a draft pick years ago, a very high pick that hasn't completely blossomed. An NHL player, but not a, a stud. So it's like I'm a little suspect on their back end, to be honest. My thing
1: with, uh, I mean, just to jump off that, even if he comes back in ten weeks, let's split the difference between eight to twelve. Mm-hmm. So you're basically putting it right around maybe slightly after Thanksgiving. Yes. He will still need to ramp up for another two to four weeks after that to get into NHL game shape, get into the rhythm of being a goaltender. And, of course, they're going to ease him in and not play him every single night as he's coming back from the back surgery. So it might take him even longer to get into that rhythm of being a workhorse number one that he's been in Tampa for the last half decade. So, you might realistically be looking at January before Vasilevsky's back into it. Yeah. And that's a lot of hockey to be already in a rearview mirror before your franchise goaltender is up and running.
0: And the um, thing that scares me, too, it's like, it's a back. It's not yeah, like he did, like, you know, a, like something that, you know, it might take time and it might get tweaked here. Like, this is a back— like, he could start training again and something could mess him up like it's not just yep. a normal surgery it's it's definitely a little bit more than that. the back
1: and the groin the worst things to go for a goaltender <laughs> um and then I know you mentioned headman and it's like the same guys. I think that's a little bit part of the problem, and it's just a consequence of their own success. These guys have played an extra two. Regular season's worth of playoff games since his core has been together. Yeah. So, Hedman's had a lot, a lot of 25 plus minute a night games, whether it's regular season playoffs, the COVID weird scheduling, international stuff like
0: he. A lot of miles had, on those tires.
1: <laughs> he had a drop off last year in his level of play. Now, was that a one year blip? Or was that a sign of a big guy? Like he's six six, being in his mid-30s starting to show a decline. So you might be without – you're going to be without uh, Vasilevsky. Are you not going to have franchise defenseman level play from Hedman? And like you said, with the lack of depth on D, that's a big issue. And then up front, they're a little bit better off, obviously, like, you have Stamkos and Point and Kucherov and Sorelli and then you add Tanner Genoa, who I think is going to have a good year. But the whole Stamkos thing with his contract for him to come out, it's just a weird a weird vibe. Weird vibe, yeah. So like if things start going badly early on, how long until Stamkos is on a trading block Rumors start, even if it's not true and, and then he's going to have to consistently answer questions. And his teammates and Cooper, they're all going to start answering questions about, did your window close? Um, You guys are too old now. Stamkos wants to leave. Like, it's just going to snowball really quickly for them if they get off to a slow start, which, like, no offense to um, Johansson and goal, but, eh. (laughs) (laughs) like, good luck with that. Uh, the other team to go off of, I'm not sure what to get from them, is Florida. Uh,
0: I was going to say the same. I mean, this is a team that had to basically win out their last month of the regular season just to yeah. qualify. And, and they went
1: on that magical run, but still.
0: And the other part of it, too, is, is Kachuk going to be healthy? I mean, a guy had a broken sternum, and he's trying to go at it, you know, a summer of training – and he had to carry them into the playoffs and carry them in the playoffs. I mean, can he keep this up for a whole nother season? I don't know. I think the the
1: uh, bigger issue, injury wise, for me is they're without their top two of their top four defensemen for like half a season. <laughs> yeah. Like Ekblad is out, Montour is out, still recovering from stuff from the from the playoff run. Bobrovsky was just okay in a regular season last year, so if he goes back to Like, playoff Bob last year was the outlier. So, if he goes back to his normal play, they're going to... They have, like, almost $20 million of their cap tied up in two meth goaltenders. Especially if uh, Knight can't bounce back from his issues. Yeah. You have the injuries on the back end. And then up front, it's... Like you said, you have Kachuk that's there. Obviously, you have Barkov coming back. Um, You still have most of the core. I know Duclair is gone. But... I think Florida is in a better spot than Tampa Bay to basically have the motto of let's keep our heads above 500 until the boys come back. So I think they're in a little bit of a better spot there versus what's going on in South Florida. I mean, in uh, Northern Florida, the team for me that I think is going to make the jump up and we'll get into your Bruins as like their own little separate category here. Everybody last year was on Ottawa both of us were on Ottawa making that big jump. Didn't make it. They made a late push at the end of possibly getting into the last wallet card spot, which they fell short of. Now everybody says that the Brinkett trade didn't work out. Questions in goal. What are they gonna do? Like people are acting like last year was the only window that Ottawa had. And now everybody's riding Buffalo's dick. They're like, I was oh gonna God, say
0: it... there's a lot of people pushing for Buffalo now.
1: Yeah, and like if Buffalo just gets average goaltending, they're going to be a force. And I'm like, yeah, their D is solid, and they have T.H. Thompson up front, and Cousins looks like a legitimate uh, 2C. Nothing else scares me about Buffalo on a forward group. And that's 12, 10 out of 12 spots that make me go, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, it's like I, I know the coach is good.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean – he, Donnie's turned that team around a little bit. I, I think everyone just kind of jumped on him, especially that year where they kept him, Um when things were going bad and they said, no, we, we think he's finally starting to make a difference. He, he's going things over. Um, I'll say to Alex Tuck, I mean, I want to see what he gives you. Y- you get the big body in Greenway there. Gergensen's is kind of a big question mark as to what you will or won't get from him. And then you get to the bottom part where it's like, is Tyson Joe's finally going to find somewhere to stick? I don't know. Yeah. Are you going to get another stellar year out of Peyton Krebs? Cause I mean, this is his last year before he's going into RFA. Is he going to light it up and make you pay him? Or is it going to be one of those? All right, we're going to have to bridge you. So I, I just that don't know. It with. was
1: all on D. They focus all yeah. on the back end this summer and free agency and trades. They bring in Clifton. The issue I have with the Clifton signing is, he played a lot of sheltered minutes in Boston. Yes. Mm -hmm. And now they're putting him in a, you're either going to be our first, you're either going to play with Darlene or you're going to play with Power in a big minute top four role. And I like Clifton. He's feisty as fuck. I don't know if he's built for that.
0: No. And the only thing that worries me, at least with Clifton is, he was always a complete wild card because, (laughs) and I mean it in the sense of like, you would see him rush up the ice. You jump into a play you're like, all right, nice. Like, you know, I, I love seeing the D men do that. And then, you know, something or someone coughs it up behind the net and he's behind the red line. And you're yeah. like, oh, so we have one of our forwards playing D right now. Like, it's going to cost us in the back of the net. And sure shit, it would. And it's yeah. like, the only other problem is power and Darlene are those guys for you. Those are the offensive juggernauts. So yeah. to put him with them. I mean, you're going to have to hope that these kids either A, are lightning in a bottle and you have 2D that are behind your line causing all sorts of mayhem and it's working. Or you're going to make sure that your two cornerstone defensemen aren't going to be able to play they are because they have to cover for him.
1: Yeah. And that's a lot of minutes to be playing up and down the the rink.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a wide open style of hockey.
1: Yeah, so everybody's on Buffalo's deck just like they were in Ottawa. So I'm sure by the law of averages, whatever you want to call it, that Buffalo won't make the leap this year, and Ottawa will. But in terms of the summer, I know Detroit made some additions you know, to bring in some veteran guys. Again, it looks like Irishman's just was kind of plugging some holes until next summer when the cap goes up and they have a ton of cap space to really start turning this rebuild around. But Montreal, I think, outside of Toronto, you know, they let go of and they keep the core together, essentially, when a lot of people were like, is Matthews going? Is Marta going? Is Nylander going? They're all still there. Um, Keith is still there, which is surprising to me. But outside of Toronto, deciding not to blow it up, I think Montreal had the best summer. And I know they're going to finish dead last in that division. But in terms of selling some pieces off forcing their way into other trades as a third trade partner, just to get some future assets. I think Mm -hmm. in terms of five-year team building, Montreal had the best summer.
0: Yeah. I wonder just going there. I, I would like to think that St. Louis is safe just to go with how he's kind of brought Cole Caulfield's game up. Yeah. But I just wonder as to, we know what to expect here. They're they're not expected to be the best. That's okay. But some of these additions I love, I mean, bringing in Tanner Pearson, that's huge. Uh, You have new hook there. (laughs) I love Tanner. I like just a bigger body. He can go there. I know shit wasn't working in Vancouver. Works out great. I think that's someone that, Slavkowski can kind of mirror his game after kind of built the same way mm-hmm. two guys that can get in put the puck behind you Monahan I mean maybe this is a place that he can finally come back or I play. love <laughs> yeah I mean I love new hook I like Evans and then just for fun Pizetta in the hair I mean that gets you two extra points on the scale
1: and that gets you two extra Roundhouse, Roundhouse rights from Ryan Reeves.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say he has a tough job this year. Or uh, (laughs) what's the Jack? I don't know the one that they call Wi-Fi with the weird last name. He might have his hands full this year with. uh...
1: And you don't want him just fighting either. Like he's more than just a goon. That kid.
0: No, I mean, well, we're already talking about. I mean, I like the additions that Toronto made. Uh, That Bertuzzi addition, along with Reeves it gives them the opportunity of Bertuzzi can do his bullshit. Yep. And then Reeves can come on the ice and say, if anyone has a problem with it, you answer here. And they're going to run wide open. And I think for Toronto, along with their top guys that are now going to feel extra protected, because they've never had a body there like Reeves since Colton Orr. Like, like, we're talking a long time. So now for oh, those,
1: uh what sorry, the uh Colton Orr and Mac Karkner uh tilts where Karkner oh, got his ass handed to him all three. Every
0: times. time. Yeah. I mean, and then uh when we were there, I mean our Fraser McLaren days, uh Frazier was oh, yeah. Fraser was a big dude, I mean, heavyweight up there. But yeah. um no, just, just for protection purposes, I would have to think that Toronto's probably the big dog in the division this year.
1: Yeah. So that brings us to the bees. So, you know, we touched on Krejci and Bergeron and their retirements over the summer. What do you – I mean, the Bruins really didn't do much of anything except lose guys. <laughs> they yes. lost Clifton. They lost Bergeron. They lost Krejci. They lose uh, Foligno. They lose Bertuzzi. away like, Hall. They still, yeah, they still have the two guys in goal, and they still have Charlie on the back end. But, and Marshan and a pasta. From, by the way, pasta, I know it's preseason, but what, what was with that fucking defensive zone play on that goalie the other night? I,
0: I couldn't tell you. I know <laughs> for sure defense is most definitely not his strong suit, but uh, like, that the other night. Yeah, that I have no idea. Um, just the only looking conditions
1: at Were JVR and Luch, and those guys were good in NHL 2K6.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, we bring in JVR. I I honestly don't know what to expect from him at at this point. Um, I'm just looking. I mean, Geeky, I think, could be a very good bottom player for us. But now it's like we still have Beecher who's playing tonight. He's making a a shot or a name for himself to make the team. Now, John Beecher, if he does make the team, where does it leave Geeky's role if they're both playing center? That's a little one of those, are they both going to flip-flop between center and right wing? I don't know. Um, Lucic has been good in his role. As long as he stays in his bottom six role and goes up and down the left wing, I think he's fine there. Boquist has not really... uh, Impressed me much. He's been very quiet so far, so so I don't know. What disappointing. to disappointing. I thought he
1: would have a big role with you guys. When he I
0: made the trade. I did too. I'm just hoping that maybe it's just a, a little bit early in the air, and we'll see what happens. Um, looking a little bit further, I mean, Danton Heinen. Danton Heinen's a Jim Montgomery guy. That they, they, he was in Denver with Monty. I think he is on this hockey team. He's an NHL caliber player, not an AHL guy. I think he's on the team yet again. I mean, I've never been a big Danton Heinen fan, but I think that is what it is. You, you at least have a guy with NHL experience.
1: Who do you um, like more? All right, who do you like less? Danton Heinen or Michael Ryder?
0: Oh, Heinen. Heinen.
1: <laughs> I remember Ryder used to drive me fucking crazy. Michael
0: Ryder <laughs> would drive me crazy. To, <laughs> one of the four, well, I think at that point, it was either 3 or $4 million a year to just coast, and then he would score a goal, and it was every time I said something, he'd get them like, fucking Ryder, he sucks, and then boom, he'd score a goal every time, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I can't even complain out loud about him. He, he, like, it was awful. Um, I will say Lowry is making a very big push to make this lineup, and I think if he does indeed make this lineup, you will see the end of Matt like He will be traded away somewhere.
1: Oh, wow, okay. I Also, someone at least in the games that I've seen. So, obviously, I have a better view of this. Lauko has stood out to me as like a potential like sandpaper-type fourth-line winger for you guys. Maybe not starting a year with you guys, but if an injury pops up or Patrick Brown or Hynden aren't working out, I think Lauko has a shot there for you.
0: Yeah, no, and he was good in that role last year, too. This is one guy that is very hard to play against, and he does it every night, too. Like, legit, he is... He's still on the roster, and I think he's actually playing tonight. Um, so jobs on the line tonight would be Beecher, Poitois however you say his name, and Laco. I think Steen does go back to the American League. I think he'll be mm-hmm. one of those first call-up guys. Um, Lowry on the back end, and then we'll see where we stand. I'm, I'm just very curious to see what happens with everything. I mean... Heinen comes off the PTO, makes the team. Uh, then JVR, I, it's a one-year, one-million-dollar deal. Is he the odd guy out that's the scratch? Like, I, I don't know how these lines are going to shuffle, so I'm just kind of curious to see where it all falls into place. And by the way, because of the way you kicked off this
1: episode, Capo Kako just scored for the Rangers. <laughs> oh,
0: he must be uh, liking his new digs
1: yeah he's getting that on uh, this coming Tuesday courtesy of your boy right here so you know I we we went to school for sports, we worked in sports right after college and a decade later somehow I'm slowly but surely finding my way back into the sports world, even if not directly
0: <laughs> you know it all it all circles back on the wagon.
1: <laughs> it's nice to be. Hey, Ben, you need to be on these calls in case they talk or ask a question about hockey that we have someone on a call that knows what they're talking about. <laughs>
0: like to,
1: do, like, do. Uh, I feel like saying like, hey, uh, Capo, hey, listen, if you have free 10 minutes or so, you want to hop on a podcast?
0: <laughs> yeah, what are you doing later? You got anything going on? <laughs> but, yeah, so
1: I think in terms of, you know, we begrudgingly spent some time on a Pacific division. I think that that division is almost set in stone like on what's going to happen. It might be the top four teams might change a little bit, but it's going to be the same top four teams in the top four. Mm-hmm. Um, the Metro, I think it's the toughest division in this sport right now because you legitimately have five teams that could make a case for, hey, if things go right, we can win a division this year pretty easily. Um, but the Atlantic has the most variance, in my view, where Toronto could win a division, Boston could win a division, Buffalo might jump up, or maybe Florida gets healthy and they make a run, and Tampa Bay, you can't kind of can't count them out. Yeah, I agree. One,
0: there's too many wild cards here as to how it could go. Yeah.
1: Or one of these teams completely bottoms out and they miss the playoffs and Detroit makes a it jump. It's like, there's a lot of variance in this division, so... That's what we'll cover next week, um, you know, depending on when big boy KC here has some time for me, you know, that's, it's feeling a little neglected.
0: That's legitimately the, the hardest part of right now, my friend. It's not <laughs> just you. It is everywhere. So, <laughs>
1: um, but really quickly, just wanted to touch on Bettman doing his little cock like he does every fucking year with. You know, it probably may go up to this amount. Who knows? Like now he's saying the cap might go up to eighty seven and a half million dollars, which is an increase of what four mil?
0: Yes. Four or four sure. and a half. Yep.
1: But even still, because people were making projections on well, with the T V deal and escrow and this and that and the COVID behind us, they were saying somewhere Around ninety million. So when Batman comes out and says eighty-seven, eighty-seven and a half potentially, I'm like, that's still lower than some teams might have thought. So like, you have a team like Toronto or even the Rangers who they have to pay Kako after this year, they have to extend Schneider, Lafreniere's up, he like all this stuff, and now you might not have as much cap space as you thought you did. And my thing is. Everything's going right for the league. COVID's passed us. It's been past us for a while. There's no shutdowns. There's no... Fans can't come. So the revenue's fine. You still have the outdoor games. You still have the brand new billions of dollar TV deal. What's the holdup with the fucking cap increase? Like, it's starting to get a little, like, suspicious of why isn't it only going up this much
0: still? I think... Unfortunately, and, and it has to be a little bit realistic, we've seen things grow in this game, quote-unquote, but I think at the same time, this is not one of the top four sports anymore. We, we can say whatever the fuck we want. Uh, we've been trumped. It's still That's NFL, NBA, sport. MLB. I mean, college football is trumped this completely. UFC is probably ahead of us, which is fine. I, I think hockey is just one of those breeds where you're either in it or you're not there's no bandwagon fans for hockey and i think that part of the problem with this espn deal is that it's great for espn plus for people that want to watch all the hockey they want but people that aren't seeing them on mainstream in the sense of espn espn2 tnt's only giving us one wednesday night game a week like we need a lot more exposure continuously to make it worth it. And yeah. we will always have, like I said, the diehards. But there's no – hockey's not a bandwagon thing. You don't see people at the end just going, oh, the, oh, the Stanley Cup's on. Let me watch it. No, you're, you're either watching it or you're not. And, and that's yeah. always been the thing.
1: Yeah, play, I mean, playoff hockey is when the casual fans come in where everybody admits that playoff hockey – is the best playoff in sports, so like you'll have people go. So, what happened this season? Who should I who should I like on this team? But I'm just gonna root for my this team because they're from my city, and they have no other clue what's going on, especially when they go deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. My thing is, like, I know you can't do a Sunday night or a Monday night to go against the NFL, and TNT is doing Wednesday night, which is fine, I guess. Like, people aren't out, but why not do? Like, again, college football is big in one part of the country, which is the part I live in now. No one gives a fuck in the Northeast. No one gives a fuck in the North, like Central North. People barely give a shit on the West Coast because their Pac-12 is falling apart. Like, of course, people who went to the schools care. And there are a lot more people who are college football fans versus a specific team. But why not go with a Sunday, a Saturday afternoon, three o'clock start. ESPN or ABC. You remember that NHL on ABC, national TV on Saturdays and Sundays.
0: I'll say it used to be Saturdays and Sundays every week.
1: Like, why not pull that shit up? Like, I don't care that ESPN does a. We have a free streaming game. I don't even have ESPN Plus. So, like. I don't care about espn plus i don't care about streaming i don't care that apple might want to get involved or amazon like the nfl can afford to do that because people will download these apps to watch the game mm-hmm. if i won't download it what makes you think that people who aren't like us are going to download it
0: and my other big thing is, is like you said if you don't want to challenge the nfl that's fine but Right after the Super Bowl from February through April, you could go yeah. every Saturday and Sunday. So that'd be two, four, six, eight, 10, 12. So you could get about 20 to 22 primetime games if you do both Saturday and Sunday for that range of time.
1: And plus, people are used to Sundays watching TV sports. So, like you said, as soon as the Super Bowl is over, people always go through that. Now what am I going to do on Sundays? If you're a fan of the Patriots and now football is over and then you're laying on a sofa or, or whatever in your house and you turn on the TV and on normal cable TV is Bruins Canadians or Bruins Red Wings, you're going to watch the fucking game.
0: So, I, I don't know. fuck do I know?
1: Yeah, I mean, and we can keep talking about this all night, but we get ESPN and TNT and still no one knows any, uh, any player in the National Hockey League more than they did before these two deals.
0: No, I agree.
1: Like, no fucking marketing, no player advancement, no sport advancement. It was literally like the NHL went to ESPN and TNT and said, give us your best offer, we'll take it, and that's all you need to do.
0: <laughs> they didn't even say give us your best hour they just said give us an offer and they'll yeah.
1: take it and it's like I mean anything was going to be better than NBC because they barely did shit I know they had Doc on a call which is nice but there's no promotion I, I work from home I have the TV on in the background just for noise I alternate between that and like podcasts. I can go weeks before I hear a mention of an NHL player or see a commercial about the NHL on either network. Nothing. It's like they don't exist. They're a hidden portfolio for these TV networks. It's crazy. Anyway, and by the way, opening night is starting next week. Well, not next week. Later next week for everyone to follow me week. Do you see any mention of... An opening night countdown on ESPN like they did for baseball or football or nope. NBA where it's like opening night, seven days, six hours and 42 minutes, nothing.
0: That's what I'm saying. And that, that's your broadcast partner. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: And then on, when opening night comes, ESPN will have one front page photo for like half the day of NHL's back and then soon as NBA preseason games start, all of a sudden it'll be all about the NBA. Can LeBron James win another ring? No, I, no, I can't I, do that. That's my rant. So, all right. So that wraps up our summer reviews. Uh, as you guys can tell, we're a little excited to get into our predictions, trying to hold off as best we could going into what we think is going to happen with these teams. But you'll get all of that next episode. We'll go one through eight predictions on each division. We'll go through playoff seating predictions, playoff matchup winners, conference finals, matchups, sound like cuff final matchup m v p s all the awards who's gonna be fired random you know prop bets essentially and then uh that takes us right to opening night
0: it's a thing of beauty isn't it can't wait especially
1: if uh your your o t wraps up <laughs> oh, fuck. I, i'll talk to you about that off air um, <laughs>
0: you got any shout outs this
1: week uh shout out i'll just say to uh some new friends on the New York Rangers. How about that? Oh, that that sounds good. <laughs> How about you?
0: I got a shout out for uh, Uncle James. Uh, Uncle James, uh, uh, probably our biggest fan of the show. Uh, you know, I know you're at home recovering, and uh, you rest up, my friend. And then once you're ready, because I'll have to call you out on something just to see if it'll get you ready. But I'm not afraid of... A February street hockey tournament. That's all I'm saying. So so just make sure you're ready for February street hockey.
1: Let me ask. Is it a serious thing to recovery? Or is it a he's just recovering from something?
0: I would say it's a serious
1: recovery. Okay. I was going to say because I was going to make a joke. And it's like, I don't want to make a joke. And all of a sudden I find out, like, dude, that's fucking brain cancer. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I, I'd
0: say it's a serious recovery, so. Yeah.
1: All right. I've talked too much shit in my life without knowing the full facts, so I've kind of learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah, now, now we
0: just wait till after. Yeah.
1: So, all right. So, next week we'll get everything going. Hopefully, get people amped for the regular season to start. And then you and I, all summer, like almost opening night, almost opening night. And then as soon as opening night comes, I immediately go, six months until playoffs.
0: <laughs> yeah. I already looking to the next one. Yeah. Yep. Oh. So, all right, and so- get some big rest, big fella. I can't wait. I'll see you soon. Bye bye. Everybody here ain't from here, but we're. Margarita two, margarita three, margarita shot Don't worry about tomorrow, leave all your sorrow out here on the floating dock